Hello and welcome to another episode of the Quest for New Inspiration. My name is Katie Mashler, and as always, I am here to share a very inspirational guest with you today. This week, I promise to leave you with a little bit of a travel bug and give you the motivation to start planning your next adventure. I am excited to share with you my episode with KK Robbins. With over a decade of experience being a destination speaker, visiting over 300 cruise ports and visiting 100 countries, she has plenty of experience and more than enough recommendations to help you with your next travel experience. I hope she inspires you as much as she's inspired me. Hi, I'm KK Robbins. I'm a global travel expert. And I, over a decade ago, decided that the most important thing to me was to head off abroad. And so I sold everything to make that happen and then became a destination speaker and spoke uh, about over 300 cruise ports and visited over 100 countries. And then COVID hit. And of course, I had to change my ways and diversify, diversify a bit. And therefore, I made a business where I used all of that experience to consult um, with clients and help them build the perfect trip as soon as the world started opening back up. So I still am a professional speaker, but I also work with clients in, you know, designing that ideal vacation just for them, as well as work with those that want to launch their own career in the travel industry. That's amazing. Well, I uh, appreciate the travel in- travel industry as well as my family um, owned a travel agency growing up. But with all that travel, it's super dreamy. But what kind of started that kind of drive for you? I've always wanted to go. I've always been a- an explorer. I mean, that's really probably how I should describe myself. I always say that I'm a modern day Jack London and and I've done actually a presentation on him because I, I stumbled upon an exhibit of his explorations of, in involved places, Marseille, France, just one random day and went through and went, oh my gosh, this is the male version of me. Like just this desire to, to keep seeing something new and adding that to my repertoire. So, and then you, you add that in to the fact that I love to share information when I was able to move into this sector and be paid to tell people my opinion uh, and to share my information. My sister said, oh my goodness, you're finally going to get paid for butting in. And that's essentially all I've done. <laughs> it's like if, 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 I, if, I, if I hear someone and they ha- have, they're in need of my information that I can't help, even if they're strangers, for me to jump in and say, oh, no, 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 the sushi restaurant you need to go to is this. <laughs> here's my opinion. <laughs> yes, here's my opinion. And uh, so I've, that's never left me. I thought that that was uh, actually spot on. But I, I do have this passion for helping people to not just find their best day in a cruise port, so to speak, or or for instance, but also just in life. And so right before I uh, made this decision to head abroad, I had actually written a little book called Life Lessons of a Liar. And it just was some thoughts that I had that I felt like would help people. And if it did, great. And if it didn't, it didn't. 
And I was doing some public speaking at the time, but it was in places that were not super exotic. So I knew I had to, if if I was going to go down that path, it probably was going to stunt my ability to be traveling abroad. So I stopped that and I pivoted and I went into, um, you know, deciding to go overseas. And I will just say that what made me say I had to do that was I just knew in my heart that that was my destiny. My destiny was to be exploring. And I'm not happy unless I'm exploring even something. It doesn't have to be brand new. It can be things that I've visited before. Um, it's all just about emotion. I think that I'm someone that feels things on uh, multiple levels and and feels it with all the senses. So when I visit a place, I you know the smell, the the, the sounds, the taste, everything uh, kind of seeps in, and I and I make a memory out of that. So you mentioned it earlier. With you know everybody knows COVID happened. How did you I guess keep any momentum with that going? Well, after about 10 days of not getting out of bed, (laughs) I'm not joking. When COVID hit, I had just arrived at my sister's house. So I was on leave and was due to go back to Europe um, about a month later. And it actually uh, just found a place in the south of France. That's where I was going to move, base myself. Uh, At the time, I had no uh, home or car. I'd you know, rid myself of those things 10 years prior and was just traveling nonstop. And so when it happened, I just arrived back in Texas, which is where I'm from. And it was at my sister's. And I can remember that I was sleeping in my uh, niece's bunk bed. It's like a, you know, like on the upper bunk. And I I didn't want to get out of it. Like I was in this little cocoon, stuffed animals all around me. And I really did not know what to do. I felt so trapped by uh, as did we all, it, uh, you know, I wasn't going through it alone, obviously, but I didn't know uh, at the time, of course, we didn't know how long this was going to last. And, uh, but I did feel that it was a, a sign of that I'd lost momentum for what I was doing at the time. And then when it really became obvious that this was not going anywhere, uh, I was happy that I had saved money, uh, for sure to get me through. And I tried to just use it as an opportunity to finally take all of that information that I had gathered over that many years and start to put uh, it into, you know, pen to paper uh, and also do some recordings so that it could eventually become a podcast. It could become books. It could be, you know, just having that information and, and turning it into something. And so I was able to use that for a while, but then, you know, you start to realize you have to make money. So when the world started opening back up, that's when I switched into working with some, uh, uh, gathering some clients. Basically, you know, I've spoken to thousands and thousands of people over the years. So people know who I am. Um, and most of those are avid travelers. So they were ready to get back there. They didn't need to be convinced that it was safe to do so. And, and were using my expertise to, to know where they should go and, and, um, how to put something together right in the early stages of COVID when it was obviously quite a different travel world. Yeah. Um, and then that just moved into to kind of what I'm doing today, which is really wonderful that I have so many avenues that I can uh, kind of fall back on uh, for my day and, you know, like fulfillment, but also for my bank account. That's amazing. Well, <laughs> where do you kind of, I guess, gather either with COVID, with outside of COVID as inspiration to also keep traveling? Well, I 
the inspiration is always there. I will say that for me, I I have to do it if I'm in a place for too long. I, and actually, this affects my, it's probably why I'm single because, you know, I, not that I can't um, slow down. I can, but when men meet me, they assume that I'm too much, right? Mm -hmm. They assume that they're, that I'm not going to want to uh, give up that part of myself. And yeah. that's not actually true. I mean, I think that we do things based on where we are at that point in our life. And right now I'm single and, and, and free to kind of come and go as I please. But when I meet people and they hear, oh, you're always gone, you're always on the move. Um, the, I, I can hear it in their voice that they're like, you, you wouldn't have time for me which is not true, but that doesn't mean that I'm also going to just sit there and not do anything and wait and, and, you know, hope for a guy to come along so that I can say, see, I haven't been doing anything. We're, we're you know, <laughs> good. Uh, no, I, I believe wholeheartedly that the person that's meant for me will absolutely be able to, to handle that challenge and, and be able to see that if I'm into you, that I'm going to, I'm going to be willing to compromise my world, which is what we should be doing. But in regards to traveling, I just, I think there's so much to see and so much to do. And uh, every time I go somewhere, I find that there's even more that I want to see and do. And I think that the kind of it's Pandora's box. The moment that you open it up, you're you're just so ready to to explore more and more. Can you give me? I'll narrow it down to your three top favorite places you've ever been. Can you do that? <laughs> I can't. I will. Yes and no. I it's a hard question. Things. Okay. So the three that I go to each and every year without fail are the south of France, um, in particular between Nice and Monaco. There's a little village down there called Bouillot-sur-Mer, which is my absolute favorite. Uh, it's on the French Riviera, but also very, uh, still very local. And just 10 minute train ride to Monaco or <laughs> it's really quite lovely uh, and very reasonable. To stay there and to do anything there, believe it or not, it sounds very decadent, but it's it's quite reasonable. I love Lake Como. I found in Italy. Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, it's there's a reason George Clooney has a house there. And then the and you know I'm I'm okay if I ran into him. I have not yet, but I would be okay with that. Uh, and then the third is Santorini, Greece. There's something about it. I only need a couple of days a year there, but uh, it just and I think that this really is a testament to travel and how I've been all over the world, right? I'm, as I mentioned, I think it's at 120 countries now. I have seen so much, but it's about that emotional connection that you have to a place. And Santorini is a perfect example of that, that I think a lot of people go there, they do it once. They're like, okay, yeah, check that box. It's it's good. For me, it it rejuvenates me. There's something about it that really just gets into my soul. And I feel like a I feel like I've gone away to a, you know, some kind of spa or um, a wellness center when I when I leave there. So th those three, I do spend several weeks to even it used to be a couple months in Amsterdam because my best friend lives there and is uh, willing to open her home to me for extended periods of time. And so that's almost like a second home to me. It's it's amazing. Uh, I keep a bike there, a small storage unit. It's kind of my beginning and end when I go over to Europe. But I think in terms of places that I think other people should really put on their map that they maybe have not, one of them is the island of Malta, just off to the coast of Italy. It offers so much uh, beaches and wine and just 
incredible architecture and history. And it, it's it's a wow. It's a wow. You arrive there and, and you're like, how did I not know that this you know island existed? So what I like to do is really kind of find, I think my job uh, on board uh, as a destination specialist for these cruise ports was I wanted to give hope for every port. And not every port is fantastic, but I wanted to give hope that there was something. So it was really my like passion to go and find that one thing, even if it wasn't such a great stop that I could then present and say, go and do this and you'll never forget it. And so that's really how I think I approach most places. I think that there's so many places that um, you just find the heart or the best that they have. And then you're going to take away that, ex- you know, take that experience um, from that. I love that I'm out there doing the thing that I don't like, you know, I, I run into a place and I'm like, oh, no, gross. I love that I get to then pass that on and say, don't waste your precious time off work, you know, going, going here. And, uh, and, and yeah, so that's, that's rewarding in and of itself. Like sometimes when I've had the worst day, uh, in a place, I'm like, yes, I get to pass this information <laughs> on and, and, and keep free people from making the same mistake. This is fantastic. And so, yeah, there's, there's so many, I mean, I, I could go on and on about unique places. I will tell you one place that is one of my favorite places that really struck um, a chord with me is just, it's in New Zealand and you take a ferry from Auckland and it's over at a place called Waiheke Island. And Waiheke Island, it's, it's, I think it was like 30, 45 minutes by ferry, but it's known as the Wine Island. And the whole island is set up with these wineries and this just stunning countryside, rolling hills. And they even have a public bus that meets the ferry that just takes you all around the island so you can just drink all day and not worry about driving or doing anything like that. But it was it was another wow moment. And um, so, yeah, I would say if anyone can make it over to New Zealand, which is stunning in, a, a, in and of itself, definitely uh, make the trip over to Waiheke Island. Um, yeah, those are those are a few of my top my top. OK, I have one just as like a travel question. One more. Um, yeah. Have you ever, or I guess, what is kind of like your most overrated destination or one that like people are like, oh my God, I want to go there. But you're like, you really don't. I have one in mind, but, and I've gotten some flack for mine. So, okay, no, tell me yours because it might help. I mean, I, I definitely can go. So go, mine's go Atlantis for sure. But what is it? Mine's Atlantis in the Bahamas. Oh my goodness. Well, yes. It is. Yes. I think. Like, Honestly, the Bahamas in general, I, I, um, yeah, I, I, I I try not to say bad things about places. In fact, one time I, uh, compared Marseille, France to Detroit and, um, oh my goodness, I got so much, uh, grief about that. And it wasn't, it wasn't people from Detroit that were, you know, thinking I was insulting them. It was, I've been to Detroit. It's, it's, it's actually a lovely place, but it's, it's just not, it wouldn't be like the top place, right? Like, so you're going to go. Um, but I compared it to Detroit in a talk and I mean, people were saying, you know, the people of Marseille would be so offended. And I said, the people of Marseille would be the first to say it is just like Detroit. And that's just, and then I'm like, I'm sticking to my guns and absolutely (laughs) they're the same. I, I, I'm telling you. And it is true. Like, it's just the way. So, you do have to be careful. And here I am putting out on a podcast, you know, this yeah. thing that I got in trouble. I got my, my, my wrist slapped for it. Um, but anyway, the, the point, oh my goodness, what are some places I, 
I think, you know what, I, the way that I'll answer that is that I think in general, um, we, especially as Americans, will will travel overseas and we feel like we have to tick all these boxes. Mm-hmm. Let's say Italy. I was just in, in Italy, in Lake Como, yeah. actually. Um, but I was down in Milan, uh, which is the airport that you would fly in and out of. And, and I was spending a day and I was on the, the local train and I overheard this family that were had done all of all of Italy. Right. And I just it made me cringe because of how much they had packed in. I don't know that they actually saw anything, felt anything, enjoyed it. it, Right. It was okay. Now we have to go here and now we have to go here and now we have to go here. And I just think, you know, no European is going to fly over and do all of the U.S. Right. They're not going to go to San Francisco, New York, New Orleans. Uh, you know, in Miami, they're going to choose an area and they're and they might hit a couple of different. They're not going to do all of that. And I feel like we go, OK, we've got to go to Italy and do from north to south the whole the whole, run the whole gamut and only be in a place for a day or two. Now, I travel that way because I'm that's my job. Right. My job is to to pop in, pop out, get gather the information, get the impression. Um, but if I'm traveling for pleasure or I'm traveling with other people. Um, I try not to do that. And even when I am doing it that quickly, I stop long enough. I don't try and pack it in. For instance, um, we used to have guests that would want to go. um, We would arrive in to the port for Tuscany, which is Livorno. And then it's about an hour by train to go to Florence. Well, in Florence, you have Uffizi Gallery, you have Academia, you have all of these, you know, to see David, the Statue of David, all of these things. But that takes time. That's what people do when they go for four or five days to Florence. Yeah. You have eight hours. And I would encourage them to say, if, if you absolutely, it's your passion to see the Statue of David, the real one, actually, there's a replica out in the center of the square that you can see for free and without any ticket. There's your there's Preach. your tip. <laughs> Done. I'm, it's still a giant Statue of David. It's great. Um, and But Florence is an outdoor museum, like walking around, uh, the markets, the food, everything, that's going to give you a feeling that you saw Florence, not standing in a line and trying to get in to see this museum that you really don't have time for. And I think that if you approach travel in that way, like know what, wherever you're going, know, you know, manage your time appropriately to where you actually are absorbing the place. Um, and sometimes that just means sitting in a cafe, having a coffee, watching the people go by, listening to conversations, uh, you know, things like that. That's going to the local market. Uh, that is, that's where you're going to get that value, I think. Uh, even if you're wanting to, to move through quickly. I'm not saying that you can't go and see a different city every single day. Just be mindful of how you're seeing that city. So, um, yeah, I, I guess that would be my advice there. I got the most beautiful red leather jacket from Florence. And that's yes, all what I think of oh, when I think of oh, There you go. Yes. Oh, my gosh. The leather there for sure. Uh, okay. It's, it's so the way to go. Last, um, any last travel tips that you have for us? Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> that's a hard oh question. Okay. All right, all right. So I have so many. I would say travel light. Travel light. And um, the I, I went on. I was down in. I was. I'd flown into Berlin and was going from Berlin on train down and wanted to go through Prague. I had several places like along the way through Austria and I was doing it all by train. 
And so I took two bags that one on each shoulder, like not even a rolling case, because to me, like cobblestone streets, et cetera, I'm still carrying that case, which is quite heavy. So I wanted, I, I like just small little, almost like a gym bag, right? So two gym bags, one on each shoulder. And it was for three weeks. And, uh, and I mean, I am, um, I just think to, to keep that simple, keep it simple. I think simplifying in all areas of your life, that's what allowed me to be able to go out and do this was, as I mentioned, selling off everything. I'm not telling people to sell off everything, but it's a matter of you not holding on to things and so that it keeps you from pursuing the things that you want to pursue. So this is about inspiration. Well, I would say what is going to inspire you is doing that thing that you're meant to do. And so often, the more complicated our lives are. So you, you need to simplify not just physical things, but emotional things and uh, commitments that you have. All of those things keep you tethered um, to a life that might not be fulfilling. So if you're wanting to make a change, then I would say definitely doing that. And for me, my travel tip is always, initially when I was traveling, I wanted that perfect outfit, the hat, the, you know, I wanted that. And I think that when we're traveling, we want to have the whole experience. Um, but for the most part, I want the freedom to to come and go. I never want my luggage to be uh, holding me back. And another thing is that carrying those two bags, each and every train station that I got to had some sort of locker. You can't put a giant suitcase and a, a typical American suitcase into one of those lockers at a train station. But for two euros at each station, I could pop in those two bags and run out for three or four hours and see that place. So anywhere I wanted to get off was the world was my oyster, so to speak. Um, and yeah, so that would be travel, travel light. Uh, and 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 you're going to you're going to be so happy you did. Perfect. Well, if anybody wants to connect with you, learn more or get some more travel tips from you, where can they go? Uh, I, okay, well, you can go to my website. That's the easiest. My name is KK Robbins. It's just the letter K, letter K, and then Robbins with two Bs. So kkrobbins.com. Um, and then from there, you can connect uh, with anything, whether it's taking my half-day course uh, and to help launch your own travel career or uh, to work with me. You can also find out that information. I do have a podcast uh, that will be coming out in the next month called Travel Talk with two Ks at the end, since I'm KK, very easy. Uh, and that'll be on all platforms. So I'm excited about that. But all of that will be, uh, you can access me via email or, or phone or anything uh, through that website. So kkrobbins.com. And I wanted to say one more thing, if I could, uh, KT, and that is, one thing that popped into my mind right this morning when I knew that I was going to be on with you is because uh, I was listening to some of your ep other episodes just last night. And I will say that probably the thing that I would love to share with your listeners is to not be afraid to cut your losses. Um, I have been struggling with that a bit because I invested a lot of time last year into some things within my my business that just have not worked for me they they haven't um not not that it was a failure it was more just like uh, yeah that's one thing was that I realized I didn't even want to go down that path like oh I thought I did and now I don't like I don't want to be doing that you know that's not how I want my my day to be filled but I kept hanging on to it because I had put so much time and energy even money into it and 
I, it was an awful moment in the last few days where I just went, no, like, cut. This is what you have to do. You have to cut your lessons. And this is what I've done over and over again in my life, whether it's uh, a marriage or, or whatever it is. But I think that that's the thing that holds us back so often is that when we're working towards something, we worry. And it could be maybe a relationship. You know, you put so much time into it and you're like, oh, I've got to keep going. Whatever it is in your life, if it's not working and it's making you feel stuck or it's making you feel unfulfilled, don't make the measure how much time and energy you've put into it. Like, because you cut that off and you could, it, it might take you a quarter of the time because it's not a complete loss. You obviously have learned something from that. When I look back, I love where I am right now. I can't worry about what energy I put into it before because I, I can't measure what uh, that gave me, right? And so I think that that's, I just wanted to leave that because I thought about it uh, this morning, that that's so often something that we do. We all say, oh, but I can't, I can't quit now. I've done, I put all this, you know, time and energy into it. But the reality is, is that sometimes it just doesn't work and you have to just cut that off and go on. And true businesses do that all the time, right? Successful business, uh, you know, minds do that all the time. Yeah, so it's just, I, that's the so many business people can hear that. Preach it. <laughs> yeah, Love exactly. It. Awesome. But, well, thank you so much for your time today. It was amazing. Absolutely. And uh, I'm glad to connect with you. I love your podcast. And I just I think it's uh, it's much needed out there in the world. So I wish you all the best and uh, hope to chat with you again soon. And that is it for this week's episode. I truly hope this episode leaves some positive impact for you. And if it does, please let me know. I love to hear the impact of these podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in. It truly does mean the world to me. As this is a new season, I want to send a call to action to all my listeners. If you are a teacher, coach, or mentor, and you have a story to share, send it my way. I love to hear new stories of inspiration. And for more inspiration, make sure to tune in next time.